Let's read together 1 Samuel chapter 12. In this chapter, we have Samuel's farewell address to the nation of Israel as judge and his promise to continue to pray for the people and to be a prophet in their midst. Let's begin by reading verses 1 through 5. 1 Samuel chapter 12, beginning at verse 1. Now Samuel said to all Israel, Indeed, I have heeded your voice in all that you said to me, and have made a king over you. And now here is the king walking before you. And I am old and gray-headed, and look, my sons are with you. I have walked before you from my childhood to this day. Here I am, witness against me before the Lord and before his anointed. Whose ox have I taken? Or whose donkey have I taken? Or whom have I cheated? Whom have I oppressed? Or from whose hand have I received any bribe with which to blind my eyes? I will restore it to you. And they said, You have not cheated us or oppressed us, nor have you taken anything from any man's hand. Then he said to them, The Lord is witness against you, and has anointed his witness this day, that you have not found anything in my hand. And they answered, He is witness. Let's begin our study of this chapter with some background notes. We saw in 1 Samuel chapter 11 that the Lord gave Israel a great victory over the Ammonites under the leadership of King Saul. This victory proved to the people that Saul was capable of leading the nation as their king. As a result, Samuel gathered all the people together at Gilgal, where again Saul was recognized and confirmed as the king of all Israel. Now that all the people affirmed Saul's kingship and committed themselves to his authority, Samuel steps down from his recognized position as judge in Israel. This is why chapter 12 is called Samuel's Farewell Address. Samuel will still carry on his priestly and prophetic duties within Israel, but his administrative responsibilities as judge are being relinquished at this point. Look at what Samuel tells the people in verse 23. Moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you, but I will teach you the good and right way. In other words, even though I'm stepping down as judge, says Samuel, you can be sure that I will continue to pray for you and teach you and instruct you in the ways of the Lord. Now, in verses 1 through 5 of this chapter, the verses that we just read, Samuel is not tooting his own horn when he reminded the people how faithful he had been and how he had not taken advantage of his position as judge and how he had not oppressed or defrauded anyone, and how he had not taken any bribes. What Samuel is doing here is contrasting himself with his own sons, verse 2, who are unfortunately involved in all of these wrong practices. Furthermore, Samuel is assuring the people here in chapter 12 that just as he could be trusted in the past, so he could be trusted in the future in the new role that he would assume in the kingdom. Well, so much for background. Let's move now to our doctrinal or teaching points. Doctrinal point number one. God's people need to be reminded about the proof of God's faithfulness. God's people need to be reminded about the proof of God's faithfulness. Verses 6 through 13. Then Samuel said to the people, It is the Lord who raised up Moses and Aaron and who brought your fathers up from the land of Egypt. Now therefore stand still, 
that I may reason with you before the Lord concerning all the righteous acts of the Lord, which he did to you and your fathers. When Jacob had gone into Egypt and your fathers cried out to the Lord, then the Lord sent Moses and Aaron, who brought your fathers out of Egypt and made them dwell in this place. And when they forgot the Lord their God, he sold them into the hands of Sisera, commander of the army of Hetzor, into the hand of the Philistines, and into the hand of the king of Moab, and they fought against them. Then they cried out to the Lord and said, We have sinned because we have forsaken the Lord, and served the Baals and the Ashtoreths. But now deliver us from the hand of our enemies, and we will serve you. And the Lord sent Jeroboam, Bidon, Jephthah, and Samuel, and delivered you out of the hand of your enemies on every side, and you dwelt in safety. And when you saw Nahash, king of the Ammonites, came against you, you said to me, No, but a king shall reign over us, when the Lord your God was your king. Now therefore, here is the king whom you have chosen and whom you have desired. And take note, the Lord has set a king over you. In these verses, Samuel recounts the history of Israel from the Exodus right up until the victory of King Saul over the Ammonites. The whole point of this part of Samuel's address is that God was faithful and righteous in all his dealings with his people. When Israel was under bondage in Egypt and cried out to the Lord, God sent Moses and Aaron and brought them out of Egypt. During the time of the judges, when Israel was unfaithful to the Lord, God rightly and righteously disciplined his people. When they cried out to the Lord, he faithfully raised up judges and delivered them. Four judges are mentioned in verse 11. Jeroboam, another name for Gideon. Bidon, possibly an unknown judge, but most probably a reference to Barak. Now, why do we say that? The Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the Old Testament, has Barak here in place of Bidon. The third judge mentioned is Jephthah. And for the fourth judge, Samuel includes himself. Not only was God faithful in raising up judges for the people when they confessed their sins, but even when they asked for a king against God's will, God was faithful and gave them a king who delivered them from the Ammonites, namely King Saul. So Samuel reminds the people of God's righteous acts and faithfulness to his people. You know, we too need to be reminded of God's righteous acts and faithfulness. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 9 says, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. We need to be reminded of how faithful God has been with us over the years in his fellowship with us. 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We need to be reminded of how faithful God has been in forgiving us of our sins and restoring us to fellowship. We need to be reminded of how faithful the Lord has been in not letting us be tested or tempted beyond our limits. God's people need to be reminded about the proof of God's faithfulness. Doctrine point number two. God's people need to be warned about the possibility of their own unfaithfulness. God's people need to be warned about the possibility of their own unfaithfulness. Verses 14 through 22. If you fear the Lord, 
and serve him and obey his voice and do not rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then both you and the king who reigns over you will continue following the Lord your God. However, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord, but rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then the hand of the Lord will be against you as it was against your fathers. Now, therefore, stand and see this great thing which the Lord will do before your eyes. Is today not the wheat harvest? I will call to the Lord, and he will send thunder and rain, that you may perceive and see that your wickedness is great, which you have done in the sight of the Lord in asking a king for yourselves. So Samuel called to the Lord, and the Lord sent thunder and rain that day. And all the people greatly feared the Lord and Samuel. And all the people said to Samuel, Pray for your servants to the Lord your God, that we may not die, for we have added to all our sins the evil of asking a king for ourselves. Then Samuel said to the people, Do not fear. You have done all this wickedness, yet do not turn aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And do not turn aside, for then you would go after empty things which cannot profit or deliver, for they are nothing. For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it has pleased the Lord to make you his people. In these verses, Samuel continues to emphasize God's faithfulness in spite of the people's wrong desire for a king and in spite of the people's lack of commitment. God will never abandon his people. Verse 22 once again, For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake. The Lord's own reputation is involved in his not abandoning his people. However, there are consequences to our unfaithfulness. Verse 15, However, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord, but rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then the hand of the Lord will be against you as it was against your fathers. The people were warned about the possibility of their unfaithfulness. And then Samuel called on the Lord for the sign of a thunderstorm, which was not a coincidence, because it was right at the time of the wheat harvest, which is not the rainy season in Israel. This awesome display of God's power was enough for the people to cry out to Samuel in verse 19, Pray for your servants to the Lord your God, that we may not die, for we have added to all our sins the evil of asking a king for ourselves. The people got the message. God must discipline and judge his people when they are unfaithful, then and today. Hebrews 12.7 says that God disciplines us as his sons. And 1 Peter 4.17 says that judgment begins at the household of God. God's people need to be warned about the possibility of their own unfaithfulness. Now what about practical application? from 1 Samuel chapter 12. Practical application number one. Let's not sin by failing to pray for others. Let's not sin by failing to pray for others. Verse 23. In verse 23, Samuel said, Moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. Did you ever realize that it is a sin not to pray for others? Are we guilty of this sin? Let's face it, we pray a lot for ourselves, don't we? Our health, our jobs, our security, our future. But what about others? Do we pray for others, especially for those in need or those undergoing persecution? 
Now, when Samuel said that he would not cease to pray for you, the you was the nation of Israel. We, too, should reach out beyond ourselves and our families and pray for others, including our nation. Let's not sin by failing to pray for others. And practical application number two, let's remember to remember. Let's remember to remember. Verses 24 and 25, Samuel concluded his address with the challenge of verses 24 and 25. Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart, for consider what great things he has done for you. But if you still do wickedly, you shall be swept away, both you and your king. You know, verse 24 is a great Old Testament verse that can be applied to right Christian living for today. It's a good verse to memorize. Do you want to live a godly life? Listen and follow the advice of 1 Samuel 12, 24. Only fear the Lord. That's reverential fear. And serve him. That's Christian service. In truth. That's correct doctrine. With all your heart. That's commitment. For consider what great things he has done for you. That's thanksgiving. You can't thank the Lord for the great things that he has done for you if you forget them and don't remember them, right? So remember to take some time out to remember all the great things the Lord has done for you, even those things that God used to discipline you. Let's remember to remember. 